Hi, this is Dr. Adrian. Welcome to Health Bite, the podcast where we explore all things health and wellness. Hi again, and welcome to Health Bite, our podcast that is dedicated to all things health and wellness. Today, I am so pleased to invite a very special guest. Uh, I have with me today Joan McDonald. Joan uh, is an intriguing woman, uh, beautiful as I look at you right now through our our Zoom uh, cam. Uh, Joan has kind of the American story, which is um, at age 70, was on multiple medications for blood pressure, for cholesterol, for acid reflux, and was getting prescribed medications by her doctors, as we do, as doctors, we prescribe medications. Um, However, decided to take this journey on her own to change her lifestyle and to use her uh, food, right, diet, exercise as a way to uh, create better health for herself and to get herself off of these medications. And she, she accomplished that and also now is working to empower other people in the same situation to do the same and as a result um, as one of her very many successes has what I'm looking at now 589,000 followers on her Instagram page train with Joan uh, people who are trying to learn from you so welcome Joan I'm so happy to have you well thank you very much for having me I um, I hope I can lend a bit of light the subject i i'm certain that you can um because you've lived it because you've lived well, it, yeah. right? <laughs> i certainly have so set the scene for us a little bit set the scene you were in your 70s you were faced with these medical problems uh you were on medications kind of take me yeah, back I to had, where you were yeah I, I had been on medications for some years apparently uh my daughter wasn't aware of it but i thought i was very upfront with it and they were going to prescribe for me some more medication for my blood pressure because I have uh, I've had kidney failure and uh, we were trying to keep that stabilized and right because of gaining the weight uh, that interfered with my blood pressure I need I know I need I know I needed to lose weight um, that would help. I knew it would help with my blood pressure, but I wasn't getting anywhere with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to the gym, but I wasn't, um, I didn't have a really, really good, good structure of, um, workouts or I, I figured the food was one of the main things. Anyway, when my daughter and her husband were visiting at Christmas time and she was very upset, she upset with how I looked and how I sounded because <laughs> I guess I sounded a, a train engine puff puff puffing all the time you know climbing uphill <laughs> anyway um and I complained because I um had problems um going up and down the stairs I was I wasn't able to go up and down the way I normally used to it was affecting and your your stamina, right? It was affecting yeah. your mobility, yeah. your stamina. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, she gave me, she, well, she sat me down and she said a few things and I'm not going to repeat them. 
but the the long and the short of it was you have to take charge and I'm offering you a way out. Um, you can join my YHH group and uh, you'll have support and I'll give you the exercises to do. I'll tell you what food you can have. Uh, you'll have to learn all this stuff. <laughs> I didn't realize how much there was to learn. Yes. I, I was not uh, techie at all. Um, even just having a phone, I just thought that's all you'd used it for was to phone. But no, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with um, losing weight and keeping track of everything. So, anyways, so I want to get to, sorry, I want to get to that, but I just want to highlight one point that you made because you did talk about the looks of it and how you, she was concerned to some degree by how you looked. And, and the reality is that, that we ourselves put a lot of emphasis on excess weight and how it looks, right? We, we do that mm -hmm. to ourselves all the time. But the truth of the matter is that the excess weight affects every organ system in the body, right? And as mm -hmm. you mentioned, effect was affecting your blood pressure, was resulting in damage to your kidneys, which is a clear correlation. Also, we know that excess weight does more than just the traditional risk factors like cardiovascular affecting cardiovascular health, but even the most common cancers in the United States, like breast cancer in women, are linked mm -hmm. to excess weight. So there really is if we want to um, hunker down on real purpose here, there is true value in losing weight that goes outside of, like we were joking before, our desire to be in a bikini, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much, yeah, it wasn't so much that, you know, to get skinny. It was to get healthier and so that I could breathe better, I could participate in stuff much more easily. And I hated my picture being taken. I was I, I'm going, they say that, you know, picture puts on 10 pounds. Well, it sure does. Look at me. And I did not realize that I was that big. Yeah. So what, not, so how much did you weigh back then? What was your, what was your peak? Uh, I have peaked at 205. Before. 205. Yeah. But when we started, it was 198.8 or 199. Yeah, I think it was 198.8 or something like that. So you had made some changes. You had mm -hmm. made some changes, like you said you were exercising and going to the gym. And while that mm -hmm. is extremely important for health, you're right that when it comes to weight loss, it really is at least 90% what you eat and how you nourish <laughs> yourself, right? Yeah. So Definitely. talk so talk to me a little bit about a typical day food-wise before you started this intervention. What was a typical day for you? Can you remember you woke up? Did you eat breakfast? Did you skip breakfast? No, I always ate breakfast. Um, but I ate the three meals a day and they were a little bit, probably a little bit bigger than they should be. And plus I snacked. So like can you I, tell us what they looked like? Like what did your breakfast look like? Well, normally I would have porridge and toast. Okay. Porridge and my coffee, toast mm -hmm. and my coffee. It wasn't, it wasn't a great amount. It's not, I don't think it's the amount. I really believe my daughter's got it right. It's better to have five small meals, mm -hmm. keep your body working, than it is to have three meals of large 
degree and then what they your body can't uh break down it turns to fat so tell me what you mentioned snacking tell me what a typical snack was before before you made the change i like vegetables so i like raw vegetables and it's funny because i'm not eating as much raw vegetables now as i was but i would have you know chips popcorn whatever was handy packaged Um, packaged items pantry mm, items yep yep and then what about eating out uh how often would you say you were eating out like restaurants or takeout uh once a week okay okay yeah so so you were eating larger portions you were eating it sounds like more carbohydrates your breakfast was like porridge and and toast you were having Mm -hmm. pantry items as your snack snacks Mm -hmm. and so what tell me what things look like on the quote uh change the plan or the the intervention that your your daughter helped you uh facilitate Uh, she said five meals a day every two and a half to three hours and they're smaller but they're also you have i'm going to be eating protein carbs and good fat Mm -hmm. and she breaks it down uh, each like for the whole day there's uh so many calories to be consumed i started off really low until i finally got really hungry because i wasn't hungry even at at the low calories right but my body wasn't um consuming them the way that they should it should have been so with these more meals and more balanced meals I was able to drop weight, you know, at least one to two pounds a week, but it's usually at least one pound a week, one and a half. That's great. And so how long did it take you to get to your quote goal? And what was your goal weight? My goal uh, was to lose 30 pounds. I wanted to be realistic. I like, I thought that was quite a bit of weight to lose. Yes. And I managed to do that plus 15 more pounds in, the it was seven months seven, seven months. months 45 pounds right yeah and so uh and seven months is about 30 weeks let's say let's round up mm-hmm. and that comes out to maybe a pound or a pound and a half a week and mm-hmm. i want to highlight that because a lot of times people get frustrated by a pound or two a week right yeah. we want dramatic change we want big numbers, but really Mm -hmm. this is something where slow and steady wins the race, right? That's right. You can hang in there for six months, which really isn't a long time. It's from summer to Christmas, Christmas to summer, right? Right. If you make a decision on Christmas, and that's when you had your aha moment, right? By summertime, you could be 30 to, in your case, 45 pounds lighter even at age 70, when metabolism isn't what it used to be, right? That's right. And so that's, a, that's really a beautiful example of perseverance and resilience in this process. Well, I'll tell you again that my, I decided that I wanted, I said, I don't want to lose a lot of weight really fast. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I, I said, I want to lose it and keep it off. Right. So whichever way I do this, if I can, if I can eat these meals and be 
satisfied with them and still lose weight, I've got, you know, it's thumbs up for me. Like I, I figured that was the best way to do it. And my daughter says, fine, that's good. You know, she knew what it was like training people who want to lose X number of weight in a, in a short period of time. Right. And it was, it, to me, it wasn't the best way to do it because I've done that before and it comes back on really fast. Sure. So, so. one, so one thing that, uh, in my experience gets in the way also is that, uh, sometimes you're doing great, right? You're, you're quote on plan or, or doing what you set out for yourself to do. And then sometimes we, uh, we fall off, so to speak, or we diverge mm -hmm. from the path. We go on vacation or we have celebrations or we engage in emotional eating because we're faced with a difficult Crisis, time in our yeah. lives, right? Yeah. So did you experience that? And I'm sure you did. And when you did, can you explain how you were able to maintain this resilience, this ability to stay the course despite I'm sure times where things weren't easy or comfortable or, you know, yeah, easy. Well, I think I, I put it in my mind that did I really want to go back to what, where I started from? And the answer is no. Mm -hmm. It was, it had to be a lifestyle change. My husband's still having trouble with that after four years. Because um, he, eats when he wants and does what he wants and he's still skinny. It's I'm the one that has the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, so. you also were able to, because of your health and because of the symptoms like shortness of breath you were describing with activity, I think you were able to align with a value that was very sincere, which was to have a better quality of life. Oh, gosh, yes. Right. And so that allowed yeah. you to make a choice with certainty, it sounds like. You were able to be very clear in your goals. Yes. And I had a mother that was in uh, a nursing home, and she had given up on changing anything, and she had been a strong woman. And my daughter kept saying, that's what you're going to be like, Mom, if you don't change. And I knew that. Like deep inside, I knew that I had to make, I had to make a conscious choice and I did not want to, um, ever lose the goal that I, I had set. And like, I've gone way farther than I ever thought. Like I've not only got rid of body fat, but I've built muscle. Right. And, and everyone finds that strange so you have the naysayers who say that i'm on hormonal whatever uh programs and i'm going i don't even know what you're talking about so i no i'm not <laughs> yes All and I you know if if you check out i'm actually looking at your photos on instagram right now if you look out uh some of these photos joan is so incredibly muscular and to be able to achieve that again because age um, and menopausal or postmenopausal yeah. status, right, really affects that, um, as does weight loss. People often will lose muscle 
um, when they lose weight. But this is a beautiful example of how when you do things the right way, you can maintain and if and not only maintain, but you can grow muscle mass and improve body composition. So you certainly did do that. I want to hear, Joan, because you sound so uh, wonderfully positive. I want to hear about a time in that six months when, um, when something didn't go as planned. And do you have any examples in your mind of times where you felt dejected or you felt um, your motivation waned? <laughs> yeah. Ex describe one of extremely frustrated with trying to figure out macros. Uh, I just didn't get it. Um, learning how to put the foods together and make everything come out perfectly in your meal plan. My daughter has taught me that you have to do this the day before and work it out. And if, you, if something happens that you have to change that meal, you can still change it and keep within the... the parameters that you've set for yourself that it was so frustrating and I felt like pitching <laughs> my phone and my iPad away <laughs> I won't say anything else well I think what just you're awful. just I think what you're describing you you obviously followed a certain type of weight loss plan in which you had to track certain macros. But I think even if we don't, people who aren't doing that type of dietary intervention, there's two points that you bring up that are very important no matter how you do it. And one is planning, right? If you're not, if you don't plan, if you don't plan in advance how that day is going to go, what you're going to consume, and just kind of leave it to chance, chances are you're not going to consume what you intended because right. either your refrigerator is not adequately stocked or you waited too long and now you're so hungry that you can't prepare the proper meal. So number one is planning, which is so important. And number two, the other thing you bring up is uh, tracking or staying accountable to something. So if we don't track and write it down and stay accountable, then again, it's very easy to veer off course, right? That's right. Yep. Very, very easy. And so you were using technology to do that. You were using technology I, to track. I have. <laughs> yes. And I'm still learning. After this much time, I'm still learning. It is a process. And so yeah. you started at about 200 pounds and you lost about 45. Is that right? Well, I've, I've lost 60. So in that first seven months, you lost 45 and in yeah. total, yes. And, um, and as a result, you're obviously feeling better and the shortness of breath improved. And did you in fact get off those medications? Oh yeah, I got off of them the, the first year. And that was with my doctor's help. Like she was monitoring me. And uh, yeah, it got to the point where um, like she... She really had to because my blood pressure had gone down too far. Too low, yes. Yes, and because I was still taking the medication. So then she just kept dropping my, you know, the dosage down more and more. It was yes. a half a pill and then a quarter of a pill and then no pill. Yes. Um, but that I went from January to October when I was off 
all of them. Yeah, that's fabulous. And I think another important point to make is that while we may have lofty goals for ourselves, like 40 pounds of weight loss or 60 pounds of weight loss, that even 10% of weight loss, so for you, that would have been 20 pounds. Within the first 20 pounds, we start seeing improvements in blood pressure and in triglycerides, which is a type of cholesterol Mm -hmm. and blood sugar, for example. So so while 60 or 40 may sound like a big aspirational number, even 5 to 10%, 10 to 20 pounds is sufficient to start getting you metabolically healthier and off those medications. Yeah, and they told me that I would never get off of them once I started them, and I'm going, I don't really like that idea. I don't like taking pills. Like even taking, I've got to really tell myself to take my vitamins and my omega threes because I just hate taking pills. <laughs> yes, it's, well, I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think when it's prescription medication, it's even harder because yeah. of what the connotation with that. So that's beautiful, Joan. You've you've described kind of what happened to your body and what happened physiologically uh, to your health. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's this whole other aspect of food and how it makes us feel uh, emotionally, you know, spiritually, the kind of mind, not just body, but mind, body, mind, body, soul aspect of eating. Can you mm-hmm. describe how these life changes have affected you on more that mental health, emotional health, this more soulful side of things? How it's made you feel not just physically, but emotionally, how does it feel to have changed your diet and your lifestyle so much? Your mood, for example, your outlook. Well, when I'm with my daughter and son-in-law and they, they know exactly what I'm eating and doing, they just love it because I'm much happier person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was, well, I guess I was unhappy. <laughs> I didn't like my life. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it has made a big impact on how I look at things. I get very emotional. I, my emotions are way too close to the surface, unfortunately for me. Um, mm, I like that. I think it's lovely. <laughs> it doesn't make take too much to get me into tears. Um, especially when I have friends that are in dire need of doing the same thing as I did, but they just cannot seem to apply themselves. I didn't think it was going to be that hard. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that easy either. Uh, Once you get into it, it's much easier. Like once you get into a routine, of working with the um, the food element of it, it's it has a huge impact. And I do. My daughter and I both have to watch what um, we consume because arthritis is rampant in our family on both sides. Uh, and like, I don't have rheumatoid arthritis, although. All my knuckles are getting bigger and my fingers are going one way. <laughs> They're either going this way or that way, <laughs> you know. Um, but you're describing how food, but food does affect uh, inflammation and arthritis, arthritis oh, for sure. Yes. 
and I've had inflammation in my body from a child. I had rheumatic fever twice, uh, had to learn how to walk again. Um, wow. I've had operations, major operations. Uh, just there's so many things. I don't think about it after it's done and over with. And I always, um, you know, even though the doctors would t say, oh, you might have a limp, you might have this or that. And then I would go, I'm not having a limp. Like it, it does. This is a major thing. And you're pointing if to your you, mind right now. You're that's pointing right. to your mind. So it's your, your determination or your, your, how you think about mindset, things, right? Your mindset. Your mind. Yes. If you, you let, if you let, uh, Others tell you that you're going to do this or you're going to do that, and it's not really what you want. Then the only thing you can do is change that. You don't have to do what happens normally to other people. Uh, you can change that. It's all in how you think of it. So I, I, there's a couple of things that you said that I think are really important that I want to reiterate. Uh, and, and the first was that uh, changing your lifestyle and changing your food made you feel happier and in fact mm -hmm. they have found that following for example a mediterranean style diet which consists of protein and good fats like you mentioned lots of fruits mm -hmm. and vegetables does in fact have an impact on mood and actually is associated with a reduced uh, risk of depression so food very directly affects um, mood and emotion the mm -hmm. other thing you spoke to was this feeling of um, empowerment, right? Like you mm -hmm. realized that you could, even though people were naysayers in your own words or, or maybe weren't positive about the prospect, you empowered yourself with this lifestyle. And so I think it's important for people to, out there to hear that what we consume is not just about what's the numbers on the scale, but what we consume is really about how we are nourishing our bodies and our minds and oh. our quality of life and our feeling oh, yeah. of empowerment in that it changes your outlook. Again, you, you use that word, your outlook in how you can be in this world, right? Not just how you, much you can weigh, but the things that you can accomplish when you set your mind to it. Is that, is that right, you think? It's true. Uh I think a lot, uh, a lot of people could, but just won't. Physician, heal thyself. You've heard that in the scriptures and stuff. Like, it's so true. Like, if you, you can positively make a change in just the way you think, even when you have a disease. Um, I know that the, the one doctor that uh, he was, he was filling in anyway and he and he started going back on my chart because I said well I think my kidneys are they said I would never get better it would you know it would stay at this level but he says okay and he looked back over my records and he says this is different you have actually by very very small increments but it's still a positive increment your kidneys have gotten that much better Yes, and I'm, that's, I'm still under 40%, you know, working kidneys, but. But it speaks to the incremental benefit, right? It's just like yes. your, your, your weight loss, steady, consistent, 
uh, gains, you know, week by week, month by month, and ultimately you achieved improvement in the status of your your organ system. So um, I do believe as a physician, uh, I believe in medication, right? Uh But I believe in what you're saying too, the ability to use food, exercise, movement, mindset, lifestyle to really change our mental and physical health. So I love that. Yeah. And if you didn't think the same way, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing because that is nor they most doctors are have a certain well they all are taught the same way some of them break free of that box which you have done and others just keep staying in it well and you know say, i think yes our you know our western way of uh, not just western medicine but our culture even lay uh-huh. people just the way we think as westerners uh-huh. is very different than other parts of the world and we're very much into um the moment we're very much into f- speed um you know fast results yeah um and we're not so much we're into fixing not so much into preventing that's right yes <laughs> exactly so, right yes yes so joan since you have done such a such a beautiful illustration of of incorporating all of these things and um, and changing your life around both emotionally and physically. You mentioned the people out there who it hurts you to see friends maybe who could benefit and who aren't ready maybe or maybe they don't have a deep enough uh, why yeah yeah core value like you did. Nonetheless, is there anything that you think you can say to inspire people to consider that journey that you took? What would you say to those people? I would tell them to, to do it for themselves and not be so concerned about having it, you know, changing everything in a couple of months. It's not going to happen in a couple of months. And you're going to have times where you feel like, you know, tell everything and everybody to... <laughs> bugger off excuse my language but that's exactly what you feel like you just leave me alone but if you keep at it it's like chipping away at a block of ice eventually you'll have nothing but little ice cubes you know the block's gone you've got ice cubes anyway you're down to what you want or you're down better than what you were now sit down and think about it how do you feel it's it's so much when you said empowerment yeah i i do i feel very empowered at times and i feel very blessed that i have been allowed to get through this and right. and i'm i'm still like people say well what what else are you going to do well i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing cuz i don't know where that's going to lead me because i've already accomplish things that I didn't even set out to do. Yes. I, you know, I, I've just. That's a beautiful summation of the, of the process and of the journey, right? Of getting yourself to the point where, uh, well, of being resi- resilient and uh, persevering and 
uh, steady in your intention so that ultimately you achieve what you are hoping to achieve. And um, it's such a pleasure, Joan, to speak with you. You're, you're absolutely lovely. And I commend you well, on what you've done. Well, thank you. <laughs> but without the help of my daughter, and she has just like, she's right there to kick me in the butt when I, I say no. Yeah. Well, there's, she's there it's to tell a, me. It's a blessing to have support, of, of oh, course. It is. Uh, it is a blessing. And that's to have another thing about people. If don't, don't stick with people who keep saying, oh, what do you want to do that for? Go to have people around you that say, good for you. I'm glad you did it. You know, like, and that, that's what I've got. I've got that in my surrounding me. I've got people that are just strangers that are just wonderful. They're you're so blessed. positive. You're, yes, I am. You're blessed. And it was, it was, we were blessed to speak with you. This has been lovely. So Best wishes to you. Thank you for your time. And I look forward to getting updates. Be okay. Well. Thank you very much, Adrian.